0: Do you have solo economic dependency? That is, if you aren't working, you aren't making money. The Art of Passive Income podcast is the solution. Discover passive income models so you can enjoy life on your own terms. Let freedom ring. Hey, it's Mark Podolsky, The Land Geek, with your favorite niche real estate website, www.thelandgeek.com. And on today's art of passive income. I'm very pleased and very proud to introduce my co-host. You know him. You love him. He's smarter than me. He's more handsome than me. But that's okay. I still love him. Scott
1: Todd! Landmoto.com. Scott How are you, Scott? Postingdomination.com forward slash the land geek. I'm great, Mark. How
0: are you? I can't, you know it and if you haven't gone to postingdomination.com forward slash the land geek and you're doing anything on Craigslist, you're working way too hard. Way um, too hard. We have a really interesting guest today, Scott. I'm excited. Tell me um, about him. His name is Jan Elunga. He's from Helsinki. Another international uh, guest. And Jan is a podcaster and podcasting consultant. We are going to deep dive into yeah. what that means as far as a podcasting consultant. He helps entrepreneurs business owners and creatives, leverage the power of podcasting and funnels, we're gonna talk all about funnels, to build authority, network with influencers, generate more leads, and acquire new customers. If you're in business, Jan will speak to you. He's the host of the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast that features inspiring conversations with top entrepreneurs like guests that we can't get on our podcast, like Pat Flynn who completely won't come on here, John Lee Dumas, who did, Michael Port will try to get him, and Kim Garst, whom I've never heard of. Jan is also the founder of the Podcast Success Summit, the world's largest virtual summit for podcasters, and the creator of the Podcast Success Academy, and yourfirstfunnel.com. Oh, and by the way, when he isn't doing that, he can be found interviewing Grammy award-winning artists. Um, yeah and you're an interesting guy. How are you? <laughs> guys, you got me fired up because we were talking about food a bit before we
2: started and I, I'm a foodie. I love food especially especially when we with Scott when he mentioned you know pizza and my kind of a thing. so I'm fired up. thank you for having me guys.
0: <laughs> yeah I mean I have to say like I'm a foodie Scott is pretty I'm not gonna hate Scott too badly but like Scott's <laughs> like 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 Scott's ethnic food is Mexican food.
1: Like that. <laughs> as Italian. as go. Italian's good too. That's
0: yeah. I mean yeah, like an American Italian. Like, yeah. a pizza, like pizza's not <laughs> Italian. Know, Italian Italian. That's an American. No, Italian's good
1: too. <laughs> you know, like anything Italian's good. All right. So
0: Jan, yeah, um, not to digress too much, but if I went to Helsinki, what would I eat?
2: Well, first of all, guys. When I say I, I probably... eat,
0: not Scott, because Scott wouldn't eat yeah. it.
2: Well, for for Scott, you know, I would say we got Pizza Hut here or something. So we we got you covered. First of all, guys, I'm originally from the Italian speaking part of Switzerland. So that's where my macaroni accent comes from. And I've lived here in Helsinki for five years. So I'm not, uh, you know, a Finn. I wasn't born in Helsinki, but I love the city. So in terms of what you could eat, there are so many things. I mean, if you like fish, Obviously, you come here to the Nordics, there's plenty of different types of fish. If you are a meat person, you could usually when I have friends visiting, I take them to some Finnish restaurants and I have them taste reindeer meat or in some cases it can can be even moose. So, you know, something a bit different than what they would usually eat. But really, if you're a food person, Finland is a country to visit, whether you are into meat, into fish, or even if you're a vegetarian, because we have plenty of vegetarian options too. So definitely, in terms of food, just plenty of things to choose from.
1: <laughs> I, 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 Mark, I, I got to stop this. I mean, we're talking about eating rain. Uh, we're talking about eating Rudolph now. I can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <I>, you know. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. You lost me at reindeer. I You lost. We better start talking about podcasting right now.
0: Yeah, we better we to go into podcasting. Yeah, how would you become a podcasting consultant? Tell us yeah. tell us your whole Guys, thing.
1: thank you for having me. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> this interview has ended.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. No, well, to answer your question, Mark, I mean, I've been podcasting for a couple of years. And like you said, in the intro, I have a couple of different podcasts in very different spaces. The Three Six Entrepreneur, that is what people kind of know me for in the entrepreneurial space and then i have the jazz spotlight in the music industry which was actually my first podcast which i launched in the spring of 2014. so i simply started you know because i have a background in communications so my master's the major was in media and communications i've had in uh, experience being an interviewer both as audio, video, and I speak now five languages. So back then I was working at a music festival. I had the opportunity to do interviews. Then when I moved to Finland, I was thinking, okay, I was doing my master's year and I was thinking, okay, it would be nice to start my own thing. And obviously I was thinking about the connections I had. And then I found out about podcasting and I was like, man, it would be great to, to start with this thing, but again, which angle? There are so many angles I could have started from. I kept my connections in mind which were in the music industry so it was kind of a no-brainer to start from there so that's how I got my feet wet with podcasting but then it so that many of the people I was actually interested in, I was following, they were entrepreneurs, people like you mentioned like Pat Flynn and many others and there was no way I could get them on a music business podcast because you know it wasn't a good fit so that's why I decided to launch my second podcast and As I was podcasting with both podcasts, people would ask me more questions related to podcasting, more and more and more and more and more. So that's where I put in the kind of, I I changed hat and I put the podcasting consultant hat. So I started to do more and more and more and more and more. And that's what I do now full time. I mean, you mentioned I have a couple of projects, but I do consulting. So if anybody listening has a podcast or is thinking about starting a podcast and needs some advice, I'm there for people.
0: I love it. I love it. When we look at the monetization strategy mm-hmm. of your business, right? From a passive income standpoint. So it's 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 a it's a kind of a, a set it and forget it funnel. You create the funnel one time, correct? Mm-hmm. You're going to bring these people in who are interested in learning the technical aspects of podcasting, the marketing mm-hmm. aspects of podcasting, the monetization strategies. Of podcasting once they're in that funnel w- you you lead them down you provide that value correct mm-hmm. so where is that passive piece in this and you know tell us kind of like where you know what what's great about the business model what sucks about the business model mm-hmm. scott you have anything you want to add to that
1: no let's let's answer that and then i've got some some thoughts too okay
2: yeah that's a great question and actually you know Until recently, I was focusing on consulting a lot. But, you know, when you think about what you just said in terms of scalability, funnels, automation, isn't something that can really scale because, you know, if you do one-on-one consulting, if you're with a client, there is so much you can do. So I was looking for things that, you know, for ways I could provide my expertise without me having to be present there and at the same time being able to serve several people at the same time so that's why i launched now uh, a course i have a membership site so i have a, a several funnels in place and depending on you know the funnel a person chooses and depending on certain steps they take they enter funnel a rather than funnel, funnel b and so forth so when it comes to my business that was kind of the thing that i was thinking okay you know I'm I'm getting the freedom I want. I'm loving what I'm doing and everything. But in terms of scalability, you know, again, there is so much I can do being a solopreneur, be, doing consulting by myself. So that's why I understood the importance of funnels. I've started to implement a few funnels. And I'm actually just, as the time we're recording this, I'm about to launch a course, an entire course on funnels. So, you know, it's like a topic that I really believe in and that's why I decided not only to talk about it with some of my clients or my podcast whatever but even to create an entire course that talks about the, the power and the importance really of having a funnel or a series of funnels in place in order to really leverage the power of automation and what it's we're talking about here, passive income.
1: So how, how do I like how would I go about like creating a funnel for like my, mm-hmm. my business but you know is there is there a framework or a foundation that I should follow
0: yeah,
2: yeah yeah I think that that's a great question Scott and I think the thing we have to ask ourselves I mean there are a couple of questions and we can touch on on all of them I think the first question is what is your end goal so that's very important and and you understand more about what I mean in a second so you have to think what is my end goal so for example in my case okay what is at the end of my funnel is it the consulting is it the membership site is it the course or if i had a book for example is it the book and once you have identified the end goal there is a relevancy to that because for example if my end goal is consulting so i want to at the end of the day have people becoming clients and we have an interaction whether it's on zoom or skype or even in person that has an impact on the type of funnel I choose and, this, and the way my funnel is constructed and the value is delivered. So if my goal is to have something that has an interaction at the end, like consulting, it would make sense for me to leverage a funnel that has, for example, video elements to it so that people already start to connect with me on a personal level and then we have the, the coaching session. If on the other hand, my goal is to sell my book I may even simply have an email course, for example, because I don't feel that there is the necessity of me being uh, building so much of a personal connection with my prospect because I feel that okay, I can do it even just by email. So my advice would be, first of all, start with the end goal in mind. And then obviously something that ties into what I just said, also think about what you feel most comfortable with. So are you good in front of the camera? Are you good in front of a microphone? If that's your jam, perfect. Video could be something for you, a video series, video course. If not, maybe you're better with writing. You can consider creating a simple PDF that you give away for free. And that's at the entry level of the funnel. And then when people sign up for your email list, they get that, they are taken through a certain number of steps and at the end you have your core offer. Or again, if video is your jam, you can use video. If writing is your, is your gem, not only you can create a PDF, but you can even use a, an email course. So you set the expectations in advance. You say, okay, sign up for my free, I don't know, seven day uh, podcast monetization course. And that's what is good about the email course funnel is that first, first of all, people know exactly what to expect. So if you say seven days, they know that, okay, I'm gonna hear from Scott, from Mark, over the next seven days, every single day so that's number one and when they open your emails that's good for you know open rates uh, purposes but it's also very good because they put them in a the mindset that okay if they start to open your emails during those seven days or whatever then they are more likely of course if they think the content is relevant and provides value they are more likely to keep opening your emails in the future so To kind of again to recap here i would say start with the end goal in mind and then think about what are your strengths in terms of am i good in front of a camera am i good am i better at writing these kind of things and then you can even look at if you already have some lead magnets on your site for example you can already look at maybe some of the the lead magnets that have delivered particularly well they've converted well so that can also give you some hints on the topics or even on the on the type of free piece of content you give, PDF, email course, whatever.
0: For for newbies that are just getting started with funnels, Mm -hmm. there is an overwhelming amount of choice. Mm -hmm. And what, you know, so, you know, let's just start with the basic free MailChimp Mm -hmm. autoresponder series all the way up to Infusionsoft, right? Mm -hmm. What would you recommend as far as getting started and would you still say hey let's get started with an email autoresponder series or would you say you know something else Mm -hmm. at this point in time
2: yeah well you so you mentioned mailchimp and infusionsoft kind of at both end of the spectrum which both both are great but i personally use active campaign and i always recommend it because it allows you to do advanced stuff if you need them, but you can even use it as you use MailChimp, and they have a very low barrier of entry also in terms of price, because they're starting a plan, I think it's like nine bucks per month. Right. But what I like about ActiveCampaign it, is that it allows you to do email segmentation based on many different things, and here it gets a bit technical, but basically, instead of putting everybody in the same basket, you think, okay, even though you may think I'm super focused, so like in my case, for example, even though I have I have people who reach out to me is because they're interested in podcasting, but if somebody is just starting out, is looking for a different type of advice compared to somebody who already has a podcast, for example. So if I were to put everybody on the same list, what happens is whenever I send out content that is for newbies, those advanced people aren't going to open it. And what happens if that happens over time, at some point, my email is gonna end up in the spam folder. On the other hand, with a basic email segmentation, I know, what. I, and here's what I do, guys. I have an, When somebody signs up for my uh, newsletter, I have an email where I call it crossroad email. So I ask you, okay, which of these statements relates to you? Simply mm-hmm. click, and what happens is when somebody clicks, it's automatically tagged and put into, a, uh, segmentation so in terms of the user is very simple because they simply say a sentence for example I'm about to launch a podcast and I want to learn the basics or the other one could be I already have a podcast and I'm interested in the marketing and monetization aspects of it so for the user is very simple for 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 us as those who set up the funnel It doesn't have to be complicated because obviously, you know, we can really be here the entire week talking about how complicated a funnel has to be. It doesn't have to be complicated at all. So I would say that all you need really are three things. You need uh, an offer that you give for free, as we said, PDF, email course. And this can even simply take in, for example, a very popular blog post of yours. Turn it into a PDF, having maybe some some designer, you know, make make it look better, and you offer that. So we need something that we give away for free. We need the platform that allows us to do the communication, which is active campaign. In my case, it can be Mailchimp, it can be Infusionsoft, it can be any anything. Uh, people may be already using, and then we have our core offer at the end. So I don't know, Mark, if this kind of answers your question or feel free to drill me even
0: more. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just just so the listeners, I I hope we're not going too deep into this for the listener, just so they, I'm going to kind of rewind it, just so they understand Mm -hmm. what segmentation means. So in the land investing business, for example, you know, Jan, if he was looking at my funnel, he would say, okay, it'd be kind of like choose your own adventure on that first email using active campaigns. So if they click on this question that would be hyperlinked, hey, I'm interested in land in Florida, click here. I'm interested in land in Texas, click here. I'm interested in land in Arizona, click here. And then if they click on Texas, it's a completely different series of emails that that person would receive versus the person that would receive the emails in Arizona. They would only see promotions for Arizona land the Texas person would only see promotions for Texas land and mm-hmm. the person in Florida would see promotions for Florida land. And then you'd have a catch all that says I'm interested in everything. And that person would get everything right. Scott, yeah, see, you want to add to that. yeah like,
1: so like, that's what I do right now with, I use a uh, convert kit. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So, you know, not, not like I start off with MailChimp and then MailChimp had the limitations as you talked about, whereas convert kit basically allows me to set up a URL that says, Hey, click here if you're interested in land in Arizona. And then when they mm-hmm. click that, I tag them as Arizona. Now I can start to take them laser focus and take them through maybe even different communities in Arizona and then hyperlink that too. So then I can start to go down a series of, hey, this is this one area or this is Phoenix or this is another. Right. And I can, next thing you know, I've got, you've got these funnels that start to expand out, but it's not, something that you have to do immediately you can do it over time and just keep adding content to it
2: yeah absolutely yeah i mean that's a good point scott i mean i think that you know if somebody were to just be starting out today they can do it so they have it in place because depending on the segmentation you want to do it may be tricky to do it over a a sample of you know thousands or even tens of thousands of people but definitely something that one doesn't have necessarily to do right from day one
0: yeah yeah, I, I love it. So, how long would you say did it take you to build a list and really start monetizing your podcast? Right, because mm-hmm. the podcast is free, and you know we can't just—I I, don't—you know, John Lee Dumas blew up, and now he's got—you know—I don't know, eight hundred thousand a month in passive income or something. <laughs> but a lot of that is because the podcast is so big; he's got advertisers. Um, besides advertising, which is obvious, how else do you monetize your podcast besides the well, cons- think,
2: yeah, Yeah, I mean, I think that there is a, a, a kind of a problem when it comes to podcast monetization and there is a disconnect. And here's what I mean, it, podcast monetization has to be approached in the similar way People approached monetization in blogging. And here's what I mean. Because of people like Pat Flynn and John Lee Dumas, who, by the way, are doing incredible things, but we hear all those numbers all the time. So we think, well, I'm just going to start a podcast. I get a sponsor or two. That's it. I'm, I'm covered." Well, it doesn't work like that. Your first goal should be same as for people maybe who started with a blog years ago. is okay, How can I make my first buck with a blog so in this case with a podcast and then it should be okay since we're talking about passive income how can i start to cover the expenses related to me maintaining my passive income model so for example paying for i don't know for convert kit for the expenses related to me hosting my podcast and these kind of things and then from there you take it up now to answer really your question mark i think that People often forget about what they already have in-house and often, you know, I'm surprised when I have some clients who have like products (laughs) and services (laughs) who have like products and services and books and they're like, yeah, so I'm gonna start a podcast and I'm gonna focus on getting downloads and then I'm gonna get a sponsor and I'm like, okay. And why exactly are are you focusing on things that you can't really control? I mean, you can't really control your downloads. On the other hand, if you focus on making the products or services you're already selling, if you work on making those a spontaneous part of your podcast, that's a completely different story. So my first advice would be really for everybody who's joining us. I assume you have a product and service or even several. So start to think about how those can fit into your podcast. And obviously, for example, in my case, guys, I don't talk about my podcasting membership site on the Music Business Podcast because that has nothing to do with the audience. So I don't even, you know, that the, even, the thought doesn't even cross my mind. But for people here, I think the first question you should ask yourself is, okay, I have this product, I have this service, I have this book, I have whatever. I have a, a podcast that touches upon that or revolves around that topic so how can i make it part and you know it can be for example uh making giveaways it can be making exclusive episodes where maybe you take some of the listeners behind the scenes of of a consulting session of yours or something like that or maybe you have an episode where you talk about uh, i don't know your course and then no, as a bonus you offer a behind the scenes look in video form and you tell people okay so you heard me talking about the course if you are curious about how it works about how it looks just go here to the show notes you can leave your name and email address and then i'll give you access to a video behind the scenes look at the course these kind of things can work out very well so i would say instead of trying to focus on things you can't really control like downloads and sponsorships and these kind of things start to think about how you can incorporate what you already have into your podcast also because, and by the way, the same applies into your email list because you don't need to have 50,000 people on your email list to make money from your list. And that's another myth that if you want guys, we can touch on.
0: I, I yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, and every, everything you're saying really rings true because, you know, Scott and I kind of do similar things just in a different way with, you know, the podcast or our autoresponder series, but it's it's all about creating value to the people that want to hear about whatever you're you're talking about. In your case it's right. it's how to be a better podcaster and actually make money podcasting, correct? Mm-hmm. And so as long yeah. as you're providing that value within that funnel, they'll stay in that funnel and though, you know, a percentage of those people will go into the the monetization areas, whether it's your, you know, virtual summit, or it's your consulting, or mm-hmm. it's your course, um, you know, they're going to start drinking the Jan Kool-Aid, and there's <laughs> more and more Kool-Aid, because you keep providing, you know, more and more value. Um, I know when I started, uh, the fear was, well, can I give away too much information? What do, you, what do you think about that? And Scott, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, Jan, I mean, what do you think? Like, how much information is too much?
2: Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, I, I so I came back recently from Podcast Movement, and there was. Are you guys familiar with Easy Webinar? Yeah. Are you are? I, I'm. I use uh, Webinar Jam. Okay, so with Easy Webinar, the founder uh, Casey Zeman, he was there, and he had a. A workshop and he actually had a a quote that was something like give your best stuff away for free and now i'm not saying that you know if you if you do for example in my case if i do consulting i have to you know i should do what i do paid i should do it for free but at the same time i think that you shouldn't worry too much about uh, for, okay, let me re- let me rephrase. So I can give you a more practical example: the podcast success summit. So the digital conference I organized in uh, in May and at the beginning of of June. Uh, the, wo- the way it worked is, people gave me their name and email address in exchange for access to eighty sessions, and every session was available for free for eighty days. Certain people bought the VIP pass, so they get lifetime access to the to the summit. Certain people didn't buy the pass. However, certain people got interested by what I do, connected with me, I appreciated my interviewing style, my coaching style and all this kind of thing that they decided to hire me for my consulting services, which by the way, cost more than the VIP pass. <laughs> so what that leads to is that because I was simply focused on providing value and I wasn't thinking, oh, okay, maybe this this golden nugget i should keep it for myself because otherwise you know i give everything away for free people were like okay i i i saw the value now i want you to kind of give me in some cases even the same value but applied to my own personal case to my own podcast to my own business to my own personal brand so i don't know if you if you see what i mean scott that in certain cases we may give away T- uh, type of content that we may give uh, also as as a paid content. So in case of consulting, but people pay us because they want that advice tailored to their own thing.
1: So did did you say that the summit had eighty eight zero sessions?
2: Correct? Yes, sir. Summit dot people can still access now it's only like available the lifetime access pass but absolutely 80 speakers there i had uh, people like jolly dumas Jay bear joel Com, and yeah and many many others <laughs>
1: how, like what did how, you how, how come we were invited yeah yeah <laughs> next year next year
2: yeah there's gonna so, be a 2017 podcast success summit guys yeah, I,
1: I think we should be on top of the list. Honestly, I, I, honestly
0: I, think, I think it should be the art of passive income, guys. John Lee Dumas, right. so Seth Godin, you know. Well, I smaller, mean, smaller type of names. If I get some
2: burger or something, you know, bribe food bribes, then I definitely, oh. you know, we can do
0: it right now.
1: <laughs> Chicken oh, just tikka masala. Just don't, just don't <laughs> eat Rudolph, okay. Not in front of me, at no, least. Not, yeah, not, not enough. So, not so enough. How, did you, how did you pull that all together? I mean, you, you reached out to 80 individuals. Did you ask them, like, were those live sessions that they attended? Yeah. Uh, uh,
2: yeah. So, no, it wasn't live. And here's why. I wanted to do it live. But in terms of, like, I had a day where it was clear to me that doing it live, especially because it was 25 days in a row, Sundays, Saturdays, whatever, 25 days, there was sessions. So I had a day where I started off my day, which was morning, my time, and I interviewed somebody from Australia. And then around noon, I interviewed somebody from, uh, I think from the UK. And then early in the afternoon, I interviewed somebody from Africa. And then early evening, I interviewed somebody from the East Coast. And late evening, I interviewed somebody from the West Coast. And this was just in one day. So had that been live, I would have probably, I wouldn't be here probably. So in terms of how I did it, uh, I leveraged the connections I had already built through my podcast. So I reached out to a couple of the speakers who uh, I already had known through interviews. And once they said yes, it was very easy to do a snowball effect and get people involved. And in terms of the logistics, I pre-recorded the interviews and then they were available like you know on on today they say they, they was, there's gonna be session abc and these three sessions are available for free for three days and after that you know they get locked in the vault tomorrow you're gonna have access to those three sessions plus the sessions of tomorrow or the session in some case of tomorrow so that's kind of how I did it and how many summits are organized. Even though I've seen lately something interesting that I may be doing next year where they have a hybrid. So they have a few sessions live and those are the sessions that are kind of pushing in their promotion and usually it's with the big names. And then they also offer, let's say that one session and at the same time, they promote a couple of pre-recorded sessions that they have recorded in advance.
0: Yeah, I, I did something similar uh, with FlipNerd, uh, Scott. Um, he did a whole virtual summit, and we uploaded you know, uh, a webinar, and it looked kind of like it was live for those few days, but it was. It was all recorded, and it was pretty cool. Well, that's um, cool. But um, all right, Jan, yeah, we're kind of getting to the end of the podcast here. And before I ask you for your tip of the week, I want to put you on the spot. Mm-hmm. You're on a desert island for a week with your mic. You can only (laughs) pick one person to interview for that week. That's already been on your, your podcast. Whom do you think would be the most interesting person to spend that time with a week on the desert island and just hang out with and talk to and interview again? in
2: person or interview them
0: uh, no no you now you're, you're on the desert island with, island with them
2: right okay i interview them from the island
0: yeah yeah
2: well i mean uh, that's that's a tough one because it really depends from like what i want to kind of get from the interview i mean you know if i have the, my audience obviously i think about the value so there are so many names i could mention if I think about the fun, I would say, for example, somebody like Natalie Sisson, the Suitcase Entrepreneur, for the fact that we haven't spoken in months. <laughs> and for example, she wasn't a podcast movement, so we didn't meet in person. So maybe later, I'll go with Natalie. Yeah, I'll go with Natalie and say Natalie Season.
0: All right, cool,
2: cool. <laughs> com for those who don't know about Natalie and what she does, because she's amazing.
0: Entrepreneur.com.
2: Yeah, SuitcaseEntrepreneur.com.
0: Oh, SuitcaseEntrepreneur.com. Scott, have you heard of SuitcaseEntrepreneur.com? No, I'm going to look at it. All right, check that out. All right, so we're at that time now, Jan, where we're going to ask you for your tip of the week, a website, a resource, a book, something actionable where the art of passive income listeners can go right now, improve their businesses, improve their lives. What do you got?
2: Well, I mean, I have to, you know, this is really a no-brainer because I said it. I have a course on on funnels, and actually have also a free email course where I talk about funnels. So if this episode has been interesting, if you would like to learn more about some of the things we talked about, some of the things even we didn't talk about because it's is a it's kind of a big topic, you can go to yanilunga.com forward slash funnel, and that's y a n n i l u n ga.com for slash funnel you can go there you can sign up for free and you'll get the email course on funnel so if if it sounds like something you want to implement in your own business or in your in your own side hustle so that you really put together the structure for your passive income and you kind of become a master at the art of passive income then yanilunga.com for slash funnel is the place you want to go so that's the, the resource i would mentioned because it really ties in perfectly with what we discussed here on the show, guys.
0: I love it. I love it. Scott Todd, your tip of the week.
1: So my tip is actually to help you make sure that your emails are not too spammy. And you should go to www.mail-tester.com, mail-tester.com. And they give you an email address that you can send your email to and then it comes back and it scores it based on how spammy it is and that will determine if it you know if it gets picked up by the filters or not can i
2: jump in real quick guys scott yeah. does uh, ConvertKit convert doesn't have a similar function because uh, active campaign does so before you send an email uh, you you see all the information like to the to which segment you want to send it at what time, blah blah blah, and then there is also the score, the spam score or something like that. So you
1: actually can see it there. Yeah, I don't think ConvertKit has that. I haven't seen that. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. We we're actually going to ActiveCampaign for LandGeek, but I'm on Aweber for Frontier Properties uh, right now. Okay. So, um, but I think for people that don't have a more robust type of. Um,
1: MailChimp you know, or something, mail like that. Chimp,
0: something like that. I mean, I know AWeber has something like that, but it's, it's always kind of cool to see that. Um, and, and just kind of even split tests. Okay, how does one internet service provider score versus, you know, MailChimp? Right. Mm-hmm. So I like the tip, Scott Todd. Good. I like the tip. Um, and this one's for you. I think you're going to like this one. And, um, and if you're listening, you can use this too. But it's it's called Viper.io. Have I given this tip before, Scott? I don't
1: think so. Uh, I know Viper. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know Viper. Okay. I know, so yeah, Viper.io yeah. is really great as far as making your promotions go viral. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about funnels, sometimes you know people kind of get lost in the sense that they don't really share this value with anyone else. And the reason is that, you know, who's the most important person to them is them, right? But <laughs> if we, we give them a incentive to share and a contest to share, we can really expand our our email list a lot faster. So, you know, and create these viral contests. So you create a contest, you promote it, and then you get this, you know, tremendous growth into your your email list and your funnel. And so for people that are interested in, let's say, you know, raw land investing, right? Um, if they share this promotion with their friends on Facebook or Twitter or whomever, then they get, you know, let's say $25 off or they get into a contest to get a free piece of land, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. I would share it. And then all of a sudden you start building your list at, you know, a 10x rate. So I'm, I, uh, I'm a little disappointed on you already know it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, they That's they great. are great. And they have, by the way, they have a great newsletter. Like every time I get one of their, their emails, I always open them and they have plenty of tips to share. But yeah, I love it. I mean, you said it. But I think those kind of contests are things that people aren't really leveraging. So it's definitely worth checking out. All
0: right, great. All right, so Jan Alunga from janalunga.com forward slash funnels or funnel
2: Mm -hmm. funnel you can do funnel funnel.
0: we'll we'll link to it yeah um are we good
2: i i think we are great i mean i feel bad for for scott and and you know the reindeer because i felt the same way but then when i had some i was like
0: man it's good (laughs) oh no (laughs) yeah for those of you who are not seeing the video scott's showing a reese's peanut butter cup (laughs) <laughs> it's, and it's 9:47 in
1: LA. You're in L. A. right, Scott? I'm in L. A. right now. Hold on a minute, Mark. I gotta, I gotta get something else.
0: <clears throat> oh my!
2: Well, God. you see, I'm, I'm, not, not so much, I'm
1: not so much of
2: a pastries person, so I'm, I'm good. I'm good.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, and when you when you come to the states, we're gonna we're gonna take you out for like some seriously good food. All notice right, man, I'll, not, I'll not love steak and it. potatoes, Scott. Todd,
1: notice I did not eat it. What's that? Notice I didn't eat the donuts or the Reese's. I know, I know. <laughs> All right, so um, anyways,
0: go to yanalungacom forward slash funnel. Um, if you haven't checked out postingdomination.com, check it out. It will literally change your life. Postingdomination.com forward slash the land geek. Yan, um, you should check it out. It's amazing. You automate your, uh, your Craigslist ads for marketing. It's amazing. Um, give us some love. Go to thelandgeek.com, download for free our passive income blueprint. Get the ebook How to Avoid Three Fatal Land Buying Mistakes, and get this always informative and engaging podcast delivered each week to your email inbox. And give us some love. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. We're still not on New and Noteworthy, on I don't know why you're not. We got reviews. We got downloads. <laughs> iTunes isn't giving us any love, so we need help. Give us some love. Get us a new and noteworthy. We only have like six more weeks. So I don't know what we're doing wrong. We're doing something wrong.
2: <laughs> I think you guys are doing a great job. And really, thank you so much for having me. And this has been a lot of fun. All right.
0: Thanks, Jan. Uh, we'll see you, uh, you know, at the virtual summit for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, sounds like a plan, guys. Wait waiting <laughs> for my invitation, scotttodd.net. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I can add value, man. I can add a lot of value. Mark, (laughs) I think it's time to let
0: freedom (laughs) ring.